White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey, everybody! Hi, it's June. It is. <laughs> I'm excited for summer. I know it's come. It's come along so fast. I can't believe it. To be honest,、mm-hmm. feels like it was just New Year's. I know. Yeah, it does for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're all going on a summer holiday. Well, you might be, but I don't think I am. <laughs> so, what has been happening on the written Chinese social calendar? <laughs> has any we have any news coming in? Okay, so we've had、um, we've had some comments. Yes.、Uh, yeah. So、um, last episode, episode twenty two, was about. Things that foreigners do in China that they would never do back home. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, and one of our fans, dare I say it, has <laughs> said,、uh, "This is Chris." He said, "I'm so on board with wearing Crocs in Shenzhen. I wouldn't be seen dead in them back in Australia, but given the rain here, it's a necessity."、Yeah. Uh oh, bust it.、Uh, yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't doesn't surprise me. I, I think there's probably a lot of people that feel that way as well. And we also got、um, a voicemail message. It wasn't a question. It was just like a nice like comment from、uh, someone called Calvin, and he's from LA. So oh, shout out, Calvin. We we got your message.、Uh, maybe we'll we'll meet you in Shenzhen one one time. Yep.、Yeah. So so he, he actually also sent me another message and said his girlfriend might be coming to live here. So oh yeah, I'm not not sure why. Maybe for work. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, right. So onto our our fact of the week. So this isn't as particularly exciting or rude as the the, the fact usually is, but it's still <laughs> interesting. So I'm guessing it's, you have them in the US, but in the UK in supermarkets,、um, we have like self checkouts. Yeah. So Beijing and Hangzhou have just opened. Or are wanting to open self-checkout supermarkets.、Mm. Yeah.、Mm. <laughs> so、uh, one company decided that, as an experiment, they were going to do this in one of their shop in one of their stores as like an honesty test to、mm-hmm. see how 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 it would work. So, in order to pay, you need to have、uh, an AliPay account, which is kind of like PayPal,、um, or you pay with cash. Now at home. When you pay by cash, there's like a slot. It's like if you have to put money into a bank, the slot like opens, or you just push the money in or something, and you can even use coins.、Mm-hmm. Here, there was no machine. They just had a box, like a cardboard <laughs> box with a slit on the top and a sign that must have said like "Put your cash in here." <laughs> oh right. So, in my opinion, there's your first error. <laughs>、um, so basically, after the the day. The store lost three thousand RMB. Oh, so yeah, so they should have taken like seventeen thousand, but they they only took like fourteen. <laughs> yeah, so they they it was all on camera. It was everything was recorded, and three women allegedly just took picked up like expensive goods and left without paying anything. One guy. Left ten quiet, left ten RMB on the on the the counter and took very expensive cigarettes and alcohol. Oh man, it's not a suggested donation, right? Exactly. <laughs>、um, so one of the interesting things is that Weibo, which is like the popular social media blog 
uh, blog uh, network in China. They did a, a question, like they questioned you, their users, and apparently 74% of netizens, like Chinese people who were online in China, said that it would not work in China. That's wow. 74% of Chinese people. Wow, they yeah. don't even trust themselves. Right. And, and, and they actually, a lot of people said that trust is a bigger issue in China than it is in the West. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it is if you're going to just leave a cardboard box on the table. <laughs> What do you expect? I mean, it's not it's not like a free for all in the UK or the USA. Like we've got these, we've got these self checkouts, but you, it's not like willy nilly like putting your money in a random box. <laughs> well, I think it's true because in okay where I'm from, it's a it's small towns, mm-hmm. and so you know the people at the shop. Yeah. So there's some kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. You you probably could get away with it. A right. couple times, but you yeah. would likely get caught at some point and ruin your reputation yeah. in the whole town. But in China, with such a population, you don't mm-hmm. have that kind of like nobody's gonna know you. Even if right, you get yeah. arrested, like caught and arrested, it's okay. Maybe it's on your record, but nobody is gonna be around mm-hmm. that knows you. It's very unlikely that anyone that you would um, have to you know lose face or mm, or true. be embarrassed to do something like that whereas in places with smaller population size there's also that like mm. peer to peer accountability yeah yeah so i think you, that's part of it so you mean people don't have to feel as guilty because they might not get caught kind of thing yeah or they're not doing it in front of people that they mm. respect uh, yeah they're just doing it in front of complete strangers mm. so they don't really have the same conscience yeah, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. a big part of it. Because I think if you would if you would make a similar study in a city like New York yeah. versus a small town in Nebraska, mm-hmm. I think you would have really no no problem in Nebraska. Yeah. Whereas in New York, you'd have more problem because I think larger population sizes lend it to 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 I don't know just less accountability in general. Yeah, I I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I think if they actually had the right like payment methods in place, and like I mean, if, if back home, it's literally like, impossible to. There's always someone there watching. You can't just like mm. walk. I mean, if you just walk out of the store without paying, well, that's something completely different. That's got nothing to do with self checkout supermarkets. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a shame that so many people think it won't work, but let's see how it goes. Yeah. Let's see if the story continues. <laughs> yeah, couldn't they have like four or five self checkouts and then just one person watching? You'd think watching so. Watching all of the, them. Well, the thing is, the according to the article, there were like people who worked there in the store. It wasn't just like an empty store. So these people actually, but they, because it was a like a trust exercise, mm-hmm. no one was allowed to do anything. So it just whatever happened happened. So I guess in reality. It wouldn't be quite like this, but still. <laughs> I, anyway, I thought it was pretty, it was an interesting test mm-hmm. experiment. But yeah, you gotta imagine the first guy who tries it, who's like, I just. I mean, he probably just tells the whole world <laughs> yeah. too. Hey yeah. guys, I just walked out of this shop. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't have to pay. Hey, yeah. You know, very quickly the word would spread, and by the end, I'm sure it got worse as the day progressed. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, three. Th- I mean, from seventeen thousand, they lost three thousand. I think that's pro- probably not that bad. That's the amount from that one register. 
well, there wasn't a, a, it wasn't a register. There was just like, I think it was either a case of you either scan, oh no, it mustn't, there mustn't have been cards. It was like you pay with your Alipay account. Somehow, I don't really know how that might work. But you mean that's, they didn't have other people who were checking out? Mm. Like it wasn't like three checkouts and then one was the auto? No, what? it was just it was oh, just oh, okay. all self. So, oh, okay. Service. So, you know, that's not as bad yeah. of a ratio as you might expect. I don't think so either. Actually, theft here is traditionally really looked down upon. Mm. So, considering the level, uh, the standard of living, I feel like okay. I don't know the actual statistics, but I think if you would take a country with a similar level of Poverty, I guess. Yeah. And then you compare it to China, I would imagine China has a lot less theft. Mm-hmm. I really think I really think so. Yeah, no, that's I, my I impression. Don't quote me, but that's my impression. And I know that historically the Chinese government has been very, very harsh on theft. theft. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. Mm. Cool. Well that's okay. interesting. Yeah. Well if if this continues, maybe we'll get it in Shenzhen, that'd be good. Yeah, it'd be I fast. think self yeah, self service is definitely the way forward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so on to our episode twenty three question. And this is from Lewis. And here we go. Hi Holly and Ellie, my name is Lewis and I live in Canada. I'm wondering, is it a good idea to raise kids as a foreigner in China? And do you know any non-Chinese who were raised there? Okay, cool. Cool question. Thank you, Lewis. Ooh, I'm excited. I know. Uh, well, Nora and I don't have children ourselves, but we do know lots of people who have brought children up in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Nora, would you like to start? Sure. <laughs> Well, the majority of, I have to say, the majority of the people that I know who are raising children in China, Mm. their wife is Chinese. Right. So I'm not going to use those. I'm going to try to stay away from those as an example because I think that that's a whole other topic. Yes. Which is also really interesting. I imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) But for this, I'll focus on the couples that I do know where neither of the parents are Chinese, Mm -hmm. but they're raising their kids in China. Yeah. Actually, I've also written people that are not Chinese too, so Mm -hmm. that's handy. (laughs) And as we are reaching the childbearing Years. Oh, <laughs> why did you make? It, why did you? Why did you make that voice as though you were like an old, like an OHP? Like, oh, I'm a hundred. The clock, Holly. The clock is just a ticking away. It doesn't matter if I'm in China. Time hasn't stopped. Uh, yeah, I know. It feels as though it does, though. I can tell you that I'm in my little bubble. Yeah, and it's something that has kind of gone through my head uh, while living here in my late, late twenties. <laughs> Um, so first off, I wanted to say you'd be, I think you'd be surprised how adaptive kids are. Oh, yeah. I think people think, oh no, it's like going to be such a foreign, and I'm talking about if you're moving your children from your home country to China, I think sometimes it's actually harder for the adults. I think so. Especially when we're talking about young kids. I think young kids tend to just accept things. Yeah, for sure. The way that they are. So <laughs> they it's like, just get on with it, don't Yeah, they? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so whereas we adults will be like, why are people pushing in line? Or why, yeah. why we're analyzing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Kids just accept it for what it is Absolutely. and then figure out a way to to maneuver around it. Yeah. 
yeah in fact I think most of the time it's parents worrying about their kids that's the issue mm-hmm. not not actually the children the children themselves mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so that was the first thing that came to my mind is like wait a minute I expect it to be difficult for the kid because it's difficult for myself mm. when really I think the kids will have an easier time at it yeah and it's so different and exciting like mm-hmm. I mean I, I'm assuming at a small age they're like you know when you first come here and you get you have that excitement oh I'm in a new country wow 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 everything's so cool theirs probably lasts for like much longer than ours well kids are like that anyway <laughs> you, exactly that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah exactly just, so. everything is new and exciting and yeah. interesting to them so yeah. I don't see how they would suddenly become like reclusive yeah. and like you know be scared of something right. that's different everything is new mm-hmm. to them so I think especially I think it would be harder on older kids when in this respect in terms of adapting but for younger kids I think mm. it's actually would be easier than you'd expect yeah yeah so actually I was th- I was thinking about the things that people worry about mm. or my, my my like we said no kids but things that I've thought about if I was to have children here mm-hmm. and I think one of the main things is schools mm-hmm. like how to school your child and also hospitals and things like for yourself like for ourselves mm-hmm. um and for me it's a it's it's not just about communicating it's all about the different kind of methods that the like chinese hospitals uh use i guess yeah because it's not really something I, I know a lot about and I, i'm of course i've heard negative things but i've heard positive things as well mm-hmm. um so yeah, that there be two. Th- there were there are two things that I would personally worry about. Yeah, the medical issue is big, I think, because you have to be willing to try different methods. Mm. And it's true, uh, Chinese medicine isn't hasn't gone under the same rigorous testing, or it doesn't have the same strong correlation as Western medicine does. But that being said. In a big city, you're able to find a Western hospital. Yeah. Have you heard of the post-pregnancy confinement? Thing? Is that where the month after the birth, they go into like a special hospital and they just get looked after? Yeah. So it? women who have babies in China, they spend the month afterwards in this like confinement, mm. quarantine as it were. Yeah. <laughs> so where they're not allowed... To, they have to eat really specific foods. Yes. Um, they are not allowed to... Basically, they don't want you to be stressed out caring for the baby. They just want to give you a month to heal, to heal. for your body to heal. Yeah. Um, they do some things that we consider a little bit odd, like they don't allow them to shower yes, for that about month. That. Especially, yeah, washing your hair is like a big yeah, no. Yeah, washing your it? hair, yeah. So they have some interesting <sighs> methods... <laughs> But I think a lot of it is, I mean, these these are practices that have have gone on for centuries. So how I see it, for example, with this washing thing, it's probably that back in the day they didn't have access to clean Clean water. water, And even today in China, there's not, it's not universal access to clean water. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people drink bottled water or have a filtration system put into their apartment and then also boil the water. So I imagine if you have a large wound which essentially you do after having a baby oh, yeah. <laughs> that that's exposed to if it's exposed to contaminated water then you 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 know you have a likelihood of getting sick yeah All so it kind of makes sense 
Yeah. I guess I wouldn't be completely put off by it, but it does, it would, it's just so, it is different. There's no way around it. It is different to how we would do things in the West. And mm-hmm. that would make me nervous. I like the idea of having somebody look after the baby for the first yeah. Because those people who look after the infant, I mean, obviously, it's not like you're separated from the infant. Yeah, sure. It's just that somebody else is r- responsible. Y- you're not the sole person responsible mm. for taking care of the, the newborn baby. And those, they have special kind of AI or auntie, as they call it, <laughs> whose job is to take care of the infants. And those women have gone through a lot of babies. So they've seen everything. So they are super, super experienced. They're kind of like a midwife <laughs> yeah, in a sense. Issue, they know, yeah. they know, they've probably encountered everything you could imagine. So more likely than not, they can probably handle the situation better mm. than you, you as a new mother yeah, would true. do. That's it. Because like yeah. you're emotional, you're exhausted, your body's healing. And then, you know, you start thinking irrationally. So it's, I don't know. I see that as a positive thing. Yeah. Not saying that I'm 100% convinced. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, me too. Like I can, I can see it, see that it's a, it could be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a couple of friends or people that I know um, who've had experiences with not just having children here, like their children being born here, but also bring them up as well. Mm -hmm. So one, one friend didn't have a great experience, in my opinion, really, have like having a child here. Um, so this is maybe not a, a great example, but the other one is positive, so hold out for that one. <laughs> um, but I think it was uh, like neither of them spoke particularly brilliant Chinese. His his wife um, was, was Thai, he was British, and I think some of the issues stemmed from communication problems um, especially like in the hospitals. Um, but then after the baby was born, he had so many issues like with visas, mm. with passports, like it just seemed to go on and on and on for him. And he just like, I I saw like, I felt like he was so stressed with that, having to deal with that. Of course he would have done anything for his son, but it just seemed like so, like, like it was made just very difficult for him mm-hmm. and very very expensive like not just the hospital bills but the all the passport stuff visas and you know just extremely complicated i think mm-hmm. but i feel like with that every year it seems to get more accessible for yeah foreigners. maybe maybe i guess he's like the main example that i i can think of because i feel like i heard a lot about his story like what he was going through <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh but yeah you're pro- yeah you're probably right because i i do know other people that have had babies in hospitals here since then but they were chinese so maybe that i don't know if it's any different mm-hmm. yeah probably mm. what about uh, your uh, your examples well the people that i'm thinking about um their children were not actually born okay. in china but I know a couple, um, they're from Europe, and they have, now he's, I think, four four or five years old now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know that his mother uh, would worry quite a bit about his development, you know, right. like, he's a shy kid by nature, mm-hmm. so she just worried 
that all the environment is like stressing him out and he's different from everybody. But I don't know, now that he's gotten a little bit older and he's out of his shell, he speaks, because he speaks Bulgarian, English, Cantonese, and Mandarin. That's really he speaks four languages <laughs> comfortably. That's very good. And he just, you know, he he seems to have adjusted just mm. fine. So I think Brilliant. those worries are maybe not even necessary because, like I said, the kids are really good at adapting. But normal for a mother. Like, yeah, you can totally understand, like... Yeah. Oh, for sure. Normal. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's going to do really well. I don't think he's going to yeah. be like all screwed up from this experience <laughs> by any means. I think he's going to do really well. Yeah. yeah. I often read um, questions on like Facebook, these like expat community sites. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of people asking or saying, oh, I've got a job. I'm going to get a job in Shenzhen or wherever. Um, and I have a family, how, what, you know, what will it be like for my children? And people are often very, very helpful and they advise on schools or areas that might be best for children. Mm-hmm. But in general, no one's, no one ever says like, no, you can't bring your children here. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, there's always some controversy. People say all oh, about pollution and things, but I, I really don't think that those things, I mean, uh, you need to worry about those things. Like maybe not here. Not for, Yeah. I mean, we, we talk mostly about Shenzhen too. So I feel more secure being in Shenzhen because Hong Kong is so, so, so close. close. Yeah. And I trust the medical system in Hong Kong more than I do here. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if something were to go terribly wrong, then I have an out. Sure. So I would definitely not have a child in a second or third tier city um. in China. No. No, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> but in Shanghai, maybe Beijing, and definitely Shenzhen, I think it's more, I don't know, it just, it's more accessible. Yeah. Because you have that security in knowing that a Western doctor is right around, around the, the corner. corner. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I just, while you were talking there, I was thinking, like, what else would, why else would I feel, like, uncomfortable about having a baby here? And I was thinking... My mom wouldn't be here. Oh, <laughs> that's so true. If I ever have like any kind of question, especially about my health, like mom, I send my mom an email or a message, mm-hmm. and she's always that. She always gives me like a great answer. She's so like, and I would feel I would want the same thing if I ever had a child. Like I'd want her to be. I mean, I get maybe she won't be with me. <sighs> Let's not get sentimental, but <laughs> you know. Well, I always thought because my father actually delivers babies for a living. I always thought too, like maybe if I ended up doing this to actually, like, have him come mm. to China and stay here and, like, be here for the first few months yeah. or something like that with mm. my mom, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So my second example is uh, an entirely different example, a different situation to the first one. But this this woman's, her, her mother came over I, don't, I think maybe she still lives here, actually. Mm. But especially when she had the third, her third child, her mother, her mother was here to help her, which I think must be, must help her so like mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's um, her and her husband are both Colombian, and she's had three. I think all three children were born here. Oh wow! Um, but they are just like they speak, they speak Spanish, they speak English, they speak Chinese, but they have just like totally embraced the Chinese culture, but they also have held strongly onto their, like, Colombian roots. And just, like, I think a lot of it is to do with their, about 
to do with her. Like she's very like maternal, but she's very excited about like Chinese culture and mm. she she's an English teacher, so she ha- I guess she has to have that like enthusiasm anyway. So that their family, from what I understand, like I don't really know them very well, um, but I often see pictures on WeChat and stuff, and they're just honestly like I've never seen a family just jump into something so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, impressive. Yeah, it I'll is. be calling them if I yeah. <laughs> make the decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean she had ch- she had yeah, like I said, she had a children here, and it just just seems really smooth and nice. Hmm. It's positive. It's a positive. Uh, it's something good to hold on to for if, you know, it was to ever happen here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I thought about some of the negative things about having a kid uh, here. Yeah. And um, one of them is that the parenting techniques are so vastly different. Oh, yes. So, for example, um, you see toddlers walk. They don't use diapers here. No. So, oh, no. yeah. Everything's just hanging out. Everything's <laughs> hanging out. So what they do is they have these pants, which have, like, a big seam down the crotch. And the babies are just walking. Toddlers are just walking around yeah. with these, like, <laughs> like how do you say it? Chaps. Chaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose it is, isn't it? In a way. Yeah. And um, so what they do is they – it's – Ah, actually, they think that some, you'll find some older women who think that using diapers is a sign of lazy parenting. Right. So that's why they don't. I always assumed it was maybe because they were very expensive. That's probably part of it. But I mean, you could do cloth diapers for relatively cheap. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're more convenient. <laughs> but they potty train the kids really young age. Mm. But they let them just pee and poop everywhere. Oh, so yeah. That's the difference is they just let them go everywhere. So basically you'll see a, a grandpa and he's he's with, a, with his baby. Yeah. And then he'll just stop. He'll hold the baby stretched out on his arms and then he'll whistle. They do yeah. this thing where they whistle and apparently that makes the baby want to pee. And then they'll just pee. Like I don't see how they don't get peed on on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, but there doesn't seem, you know, like, it's, I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a toddler just, like, wet themselves. I don't think. There always seems to be, they they do, they don't go in a, in an, in a convenient place. You know, <laughs> I've seen them go in the metro station, on the metro. Yeah. Um, on the train itself. But they, they don't just, like, we, like, wet themselves. It doesn't seem... I, I don't think, don't I'm not hundred percent certain of that. But yeah, like I yeah, the whole over the bin thing and stuff, it's a bit um, Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it because on the one hand it's so environmentally friendly. <laughs> I mean imagine all yeah, those Yeah, all diapers. those nappies, yeah. Oh wait, say nappy, but diapers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nappy. Imagine how much trash that creates just in like oh, yeah. a daytime. A one day. Imagine mm-hmm. how many babies are here in China and how much trash that would create and it's usually those diapers are not biodegradable oh, nope. so it's actually a really good thing for the environment that they aren't using um that they aren't using disposable diapers yeah yeah that's true uh are there other things like that that 
What have you got on your list there? I didn't make a note of any of these things. Well, they don't use car seats, which is really scary, I think. Like, when you... Um, True. When you... Sorry. Ooh, creaky chair. Yeah. Creaky, creaky. <laughs> Pardon me. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Trying to get the right position so it doesn't creak. Um... When you see kids in the car, a lot of times you'll just see them halfway hanging out the window. Yeah, it's they're crazy. just jumping around. Yeah. yeah, they're just in the back. They don't even have seatbelts no. on. No. Which is nuts. Mm. Um, They don't drive very fast here, but they drive fast enough to kill. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I they mean, stop. They stop pretty hard sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be driving very fast to, to kill someone, especially no. a child. So that part is kind of insane. So if you're going to have a kid... It's pretty important that you either have your own car or that you have access to the metro. Yeah. Because there are no car seats on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and often, like, you just see grandmas. It's often grandmas just, like, carrying around these newborns. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just – I know this is kind of a strange thing to say, but we've mentioned in the past about flaws in China just being made of, like – uh, like tile and very very slippy when they're wet mm-hmm. and even when it's not like it hasn't been raining sometimes they get damp from the humidity mm-hmm. and I just always it's just like a like a horror like movie in my head like I just imagine one of them falling over with this newborn like it just <laughs> freaks me out like people I don't really feel like people really do that at home just like walk around on the streets with a newborn in their arms yeah they don't have strollers they don't no. have any kind of a carrier no. they just they're just walking around with it, the it scares me it already scares me <laughs> yeah I doubt that they probably yeah. never even thought they probably don't even think about it do they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy you see so many mothers just carrying yeah. their babies around without any kind of they have no moby or those there's like this oh, it's like popular now one of my friends just had a baby and it's like a cloth cloth sling or something yeah. like that and then they have we usually use strollers but mm-hmm. actually in china the roads actually in shenzhen is pretty good but still there's a lot of stairs and there's a lot of uneven pavement. Mm, so taking a stroller is probably sometimes more difficult. I mean, I guess you have to know where you're going. Mm. But it's not necessarily a smooth ride for the baby and you may have to <laughs> carry the stroller up and down stairs. Yeah. There's not always options for escalate um, elevators. Mm. I've seen a lot of fancy stroller work with the escalators though. Have you seen that? Oh uh, yeah, sometimes. I've seen a lot of parents taking their strollers on escalators. Yeah, that's it's Which I don't insane. think I've ever seen in the States. I've seen people go try and go down escalators with them. Or like trying to go up is, I mean, you can kind of manage it because at least you can just like lift the front up and kind of just balance it. But if you're going down, like the baby's <laughs> just going to be hanging out of the thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that's I guess you have to like tip it. I don't know. I don't know. Let, we'll just never do it. Let's not have to yeah, think about how do you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a baby, I'm just never going to go anywhere. I'm just going to yeah. stay at home. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, even though these are differences um, in, like, how Chinese parents might uh, look after, like, look after their children, I guess if we were to have kids here, we wouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless we particularly felt that actually their methods are correct, which they may, may they maybe. may be. Maybe we've just got it wrong, you know, with a lot of things. One thing I definitely don't agree with, and I know Holly will back me up, is how coddled the oh, kids are. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's like the kids are just wrapped in bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. Like, 
don't fall don't down fall, yeah anything they, they're not allowed to do anything really on their own mm-hmm. like and i read one account of a western mom who she said her neighbors were always like you know looking down on her because she wasn't always holding the kids hands because really? they, they thought oh it's like she's being neglectful of the kids oh, wow. but her kids just like to run around yeah which they should like my I, I think that kids need to fall down they need to hurt themselves they need to cry in order to realize oh wait if i do this it's going to hurt me i shouldn't do that mm-hmm. like the kids need that they need like they need some bumps and stuff not like crazy <laughs> you know like they don't you don't want them to hurt themselves too badly but they do need to learn these things like it's just part of being a child i think mm-hmm. I wonder how the I was going to go back to the school system. Mm. Like I wonder how the school system as a foreigner cuz it's so very 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 competitive. Mm. I mean, usually the most competitive part is almost the kindergarten cuz it's like if you get into a good kindergarten then you can get into a good primary school mm. then you can get into a good you know, junior high, blah, 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 blah. So, like, all starts with the kindergarten, and it's super, super competitive. They have all these aptitude tests and um, other methods of getting their kids in the school. But for foreigners, I wonder how – I wonder if it's different. I wonder if the international schools accept them more readily because it makes their school appear to be more international Mm. or if they have a separate set of standards. Like, I could imagine – that it must be easier for foreign kids to get in because they can't expect so them to speak and write Chinese and, like, compete with the same no. criteria. Yeah, I mean, my my understanding is that a lot of the, the international schools here do teach all, in like, in English. Mm-hmm. One of my, like, ex-students, he goes to a... I, I, I don't think they've actually got international in their name, but maybe they do, but they, he's six, but... They teach everything in English. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things he talks to me about, not like even now we're keeping contact. Like he's he's been he's been taught a lot in English. But I wonder if the foreign kids have to take the same tests, like in order to progress to the next grade or to yeah. get into the next um, level of schooling, if they have to complete similar tests. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, I don't personally. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about that element either. I don't know any children in like older children in schools now. Foreign children, I mean. Mm. We know um, uh, a man who's he's from Switzerland, and actually he brought his granddaughter. He had been living in China for a while. Yeah. So he makes watches just like a Swiss man should do. Yep, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and he brought his daughter here to China to Shenzhen for schooling because he wanted her to learn Chinese, Mm -hmm. to speak Chinese fluently. I mean, she already speaks German. A lot of languages, I think. English, Bulgarian. I don't know. She speaks a million languages Mm -hmm. already, but he wanted her to learn Chinese. And so he pulled her out. It's pretty hardcore. I mean, it's very (laughs) pragmatic approach, but he's like, you, he's like, you will need to know how to interact with these people. Like you need to learn So he pulled her out of school. She was 14, I think, 14 or 15 at the most Mm. at the time. And um, he put her in at Shenzhen. I think it's called Shenzhen Experimental School. I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is uh, supposedly an international school. But from the under... Well, 
a lot of times when we say international, it doesn't necessarily mean that there are other Westerners. No. But sometimes there, and sometimes there aren't even any other foreigners. But a lot of times they have Korean or Japanese mm-hmm. students in them. And then they try to get um, Westerners yeah. in them. So she, but she was the only white person, we'll say. Well, I bet she learned Chinese fast. Yeah. Yeah. But she, I mean, she speaks Chinese very well now, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's pretty hardcore. But she's been fine. It's been, I think, three years now. She's been living here three or four. She's 17. seventeen. She's seventeen. I thought she was eighteen, maybe. Oh heck, I don't know. Anyway. She looks much older than she is. I'm not. Yeah, I she's I can never remember. Like older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way, though. But anyway, if uh, she seems to have adjusted just fine, I mean, she doesn't seem to be. I think she kind of test the I think she's kind of rebellious by nature I think so too so I think she knows that she's kind of special yeah treated in a special way like so I think she does get away with some things at the school that a typical Chinese student wouldn't get away with mm, um but she, yeah but it doesn't seem like she's been seriously negatively affected by the move she seems okay yeah yeah, yeah. I think so too um and I mean, in a lot of ways, China is just really safe for kids to grow up in, too. I mean, there's not the kind of drugs or violent crimes as in the States, I can say safely. Yeah. In the States, it's really, really safe. Mm. And there are, I mean, there are more and more Western families coming in, not just mm-hmm. I think previously there were lots of, like, just single people, um, especially, like, in the like early 20s they finish college like they come out here for a for a year to mm. to, to be a Chinese uh, an English teacher and then stay here for four years <laughs> um and then uh but yeah now it seems like there are more and more families actually coming I, I think because there are lots of opportunities for for businesses or I think actually I think a lot of people are just thinking why not just come out here and t- teach for a bit it's yeah. not a bad life, really, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you think so, since we've talked quite positively about Shenzhen. <laughs> yeah, we like our life here. Yeah, in the subtropics. Mm. But those areas, there are like certain areas, I think, where families tend to go, mm-hmm. and though, like, I feel as though they're quite almost like t- t- uh, tight knit, like communities, mm-hmm. foreign communities, and those areas cater very well for foreigners. Mm-hmm. Like that's where all the, the international schools are. There are Western restaurants, Western facilities, like... You uh, almost feel facility- like you're in Europe. Yeah, almost. And they've even made, really, the area of the city, which, where there are lots of foreigners, it does have mo- a, a, almost like a Mediterranean feel, I yeah, think. It's yeah. very whitewashed and palm trees, and it's like it's very new as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know about China in general, but Shenzhen seems to want to help those, or cater for families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely consider it. I think I'd have to do more thinking about it, to be oh, honest. Oh, for sure. But it, it's not like a... When I first came to China, my first year you in dead. Chengdu, I would have been like, yeah, no. Yeah, me too. Dead absolutely not. Uh, for various reasons. But a lot of that has changed. I mean, China's opened up quite a bit in the last six years. Mm. So now I'm like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 
I often wonder as well about the the cost of the of the cost of having a baby here. I think we kind of talked about this in the past, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. In an episode about the about, twins, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Whether it's illegal to have twins, right? In I'll, if I I can't remember what which episode that is. Sixteen, episode sixteen. Ooh, Ooh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we discussed about. Um, a lot of Chinese people going to the States to have babies and how much it would cost, like, versus how much it would cost here. Mm -hmm. Um, And coming from the UK, where we have the NHS, it's kind of difficult for me to imagine that I would have to consider, like, having to keep or, like, save that much money to put aside for for a hospital bill. Or having a baby in general, like an ex-colleague of mine who did have a baby here, uh, he didn't have the baby, his wife did. <laughs> um, he was like, oh, if you're going to have a baby, you need to have, like, at least a 100,000 human being. Oh. Yeah. Wait, for what? For medical bills? No, just for everything. Like, just, like, for everything. Yeah, for medical bills, for all the things you need to buy for the baby. Like, I don't know. Oh, come on. I don't know. Not all these Chinese parents have that much Oh, no, I, no I, I, I agree. I don't think they, they mustn't. But that's what he was like. If you want to do it properly, that's how much you need. Oh. I'm suspicious. Yeah, I never sat on worked out. I mean, I just know that's a really big number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. I'm sure that there are still a lot of questions you guys have about ha- raising kids here. That's a big issue, is and there are a lot definitely. of angles to take it. But yeah. I think if I would give an overall statement, I would say to explore it and to yeah. find people who have raise their kids here because mm. there are more and more cases like that definitely mm-hmm. yeah and not to be so t- so afraid like you could go anywhere in the world and experience difficulties or you know differences in cultures but you've just got to either accept it or go somewhere else <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know try mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. indeed okay so Nora what's our Chinese word of the week our yes. Chinese word is a versatile one so mm-hmm. it's Oh, the word for baby. So the word for baby can also be used, like in English, as like a sweet like word, a pet, a pet, pet name. name. Yeah. yeah, hey baby. Mm. So baby in Chinese also, I I don't know if it comes from if it's if it's a transliteration yeah, 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 for yeah, English, yeah. but it's very very close. So how to say baby in Chinese is bao bei. Okay, so it's a pretty good one. Yeah, bao bei. Yeah, it is very similar. It's very similar, isn't it? So if you've been listening to previous episodes, now you can say, hey, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to learn learn those Chinese characters, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 23, and there will be links to the Written Chinese Dictionary. If you would like to give us a question, send us a message, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. So... This you can ask us anything about life in China, anything at all. We we won't be put off. We won't. And if you don't want to leave us a voice message, you can just leave us a comment on one of our episode pages or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can. Uh, you can even you can send us a tweet written chi- written Chinese. Uh, we want to know what you want to know. There's yeah, so for much sure. stuff because as we soon still as you have to talk about as soon as you give us a question. We have to th- we have to think about it and be like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> huh, I've never thought about this before or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting because, of course, Nara and I talk about things all the time. <laughs> but it's always interesting to get each other's takes on these questions as well. It's true. Mm. 
So as always, we'd like to thank writtenchinese.com for sponsoring us. Yay! And giving us our wonderful Chinese, Chinese words. <laughs> um, so we hope you stay tuned for next our next episode. Stay cool, everybody. <laughs> yeah, please do. It's super hot here now. <laughs> See you next week. See you. Bye. Bye.